ready? Ready? Okay. Come on. Fire in the belly. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word that brings transformation this morning. I pray that as we sit under the power of your word, that your Holy Spirit takes it and grafts it into us, and that brings change into our world to see us bring change into our world. Father, I thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit this morning. I thank you that you fill us up, that you overflow us, and that you flood around us as we are filled up and overflow with you in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. And every believer said, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. John chapter 1 verse 33 says this, and just in case you're wondering the title of my message this morning so that when you write it on the top of your notes, you've got something to write there what it's about. It's filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. You ready for that? Anyone want to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Anyone who's not filled want to be filled. Amen. Praise God. That's it. It's good. John chapter 1 verse 33 says, I did not know. This is uh, John the Baptist talking about uh, Jesus. He says, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me. In other words, John is saying, God the Father said to me that... When you see the Spirit descending and remaining on Him, this is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. When you read something like that, that the Holy Spirit remained with Jesus, came down, descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove, and remained upon Jesus, I think that there's something that Jesus is actually modeling for us to replicate that that he makes that possible for us because he modeled it for us seeing what was possible through Jesus example has created within me certainly a hunger to uh, to know what's within reach when you see what Jesus did he's actually modeling for us something that's within our reach can anyone say amen this morning okay I'm reminded that the one who remained upon Jesus is the very one that the Father has sent to abide, to remain with us forever. The Holy Spirit has been released into the earth today to, uh, to fill believers up, to overflow believers so that the believers can overflow into the people around about us. And he does that forever. The Holy Spirit, we can be filled up with Him so, so much so. That it's, it's, it's just a reality that, the, that God the Father wants us to walk in. I don't know about you, but I need the person of the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. Turn to the person next to you and just say to them, you definitely need the Holy Spirit with you. You definitely need the Holy Spirit with you. Turn to the person on the other side and say, and as for you, you need it more than them. <laughs> Woo! I need it more than the lot of yous. <laughs> Can I tell you something that's, that's quite true? Okay. We will not heal the sick have the lame walk, open deaf ears or blind eyes, raise the dead or cast out demons if we do not know or let alone even be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I think that to a certain degree that the church has lost the passion for the person of the Holy Spirit. I think that to a degree that the spiritual temperature of churches, certainly in Australia, on the whole, not a, it's not every, it's a generalization, I know, but I believe that the passion and the desire to know the person of the Holy Spirit has diminished. Forgive us, Father. In the name of Jesus, we ask your forgiveness because I know I need the person of the Holy Spirit. A few weeks ago, I spoke about Jesus' disciples, that their calling is our calling, that their commissioning is our commissioning. And we will only ever do what they did to the level that we are in intimate relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. If we are not in relationship with the Holy Spirit, we will never step out having been empowered by the person of the Holy Spirit to release words of life and to release power into circumstances to bring transformation in our communities. Your community needs you to stand up in the power of the Holy Ghost, filled and overflowing with the person of Jesus, so that we can start to release the kingdom power of heaven into the earth. I want that. That's the power I want. That's the person I want to walk in intimate fellowship with. And that's who I'm going to be talking about this morning. So my encouragement to you is this. Make a decision right now, right here, to be challenged. I want this. I want this. Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. And I want you to work through me from this moment forward. I want to be stirred in my faith. I want to be stirred in my spirit. I want to be stirred in my understanding. I want to be stirred in my hunger and my thirst for you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Jesus made it clear to his disciples that they needed to do something very specific before they were to respond to the Great Commission. In Luke chapter 24, verse 29, Luke 24, verse 49, now I'm just going to tell myself, just, okay, Gary, slow down. Okay, so. I, I just sort of like, my, my brain is running at about a, a thousand miles an hour but my lips are only going at about 500 miles an hour and it's just not keeping up all right so Luke 24 verse 49 says now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised but you guys need to stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven when was the last time that we stayed until we were filled with the power from heaven before we were ventured out into our world? When was the last time we deliberately said, okay, Lord, I'm about to go to work, I'm about to go to school, I'm about to go shopping, I'm about to venture out my front door, and Lord, I'm asking you right now to fill me with power so that when I go out, I can actually start to minister to the needs that I see and come into contact with. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. Because I think that somehow that with all the modern technology that we have today, with everything happening so fast, so quickly, that we expect to be filled with power from on high in the same way that we have instant access to all the media and, and everything else around the world today. It just doesn't work that way. It's a relationship. 
It's not downloading an app so that you get the power and you're plugged in. I wish it was that easy. But then we forego the actual delight of coming to know the person of the Holy Spirit. I want the delight of knowing how he works, how he operates, how he speaks, how he delivers, how he makes way, how he breaks through, how he encourages, how he loves, how he extends his grace and his mercy when we don't deserve it. This is the person I want to come to know. And it doesn't happen when you download an app. It spend, you need to spend time so that you are actually working in that realm of getting to know him because it's a relationship. Jesus modeled this in his own life. What he was asking his disciples to do, he actually modeled it for us. See, he's come up out of the waters of baptism with John. And then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, in Luke 4 verse 1, it says, Luke, uh, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He's come up out of the waters of baptism. And then he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So he's full of the Holy Spirit when he comes up out of the water and he goes into the wilderness. He goes into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. But he comes out of the wilderness and begins his ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. See, in just 13 verses later, in Luke 4 verse 14, it says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit in Galilee. And then he starts to minister. See, there's an area, that's a model for us. We need to be filled up with the person of the Holy Spirit, but we also need to come out of that place of of encounter with the person of the Holy Spirit in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to come out of the wilderness. Do you get on? Is is there a quiver in the liver happening here? I mean, is there? Have you got jelly on your belly? Let's. Let's, I mean, someone needs to be quivering under the power of the Holy Ghost this morning because I'm, I'm. He only began to talk and to teach and to touch and to release the person of the Holy Spirit because he was walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what the disciples did after they were filled with power from on heaven. So they've they've listened to to Jesus, they've walked with him, and then suddenly Jesus has gone off uh, to be uh, at the right hand of the Father, and they're left here to minister as, as, as Jesus did. But now they're full of the Holy Spirit. They've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, they're filled with the Holy Spirit, and they've got the power of the Holy Spirit. In Mark 16 verse 20, out of the Passion Translation, it says this, The disciples went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating or confirming the message that they preached with miraculous signs accompanying them. They had the power. This is not an advert for an AFL football team, but they had the power. They had the power. They had the power. God the Father validated their ministry by giving them the person of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit released power out through them as they ministered in their world. They, had, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they had the power of the Holy Spirit. Just, it wasn't just those disciples that were with Jesus that had this same thing happening for them. Have a look in Acts chapter 14 verses 1 to 3. It says, the same thing happened in Iconium. Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that great numbers of both Jews and Greeks became believers. 
When was the last time we went into the shops? We started to preach the word of God through simply talking to someone about Jesus and the people that are around about overhearing, eavesdropping on the conversation suddenly say, I need to be saved. I'm hearing life. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. It goes on in verse 2. It says, some of the Jews, however, spurned God's message and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But the apostles stayed there a long time. In other words, it doesn't matter what you've got coming up against me. It doesn't matter how much you poison the people around about me. It doesn't matter what you say about my church. It doesn't matter what you say about my God because my God's real. And I'm here for the long term. And you're going to continue to hear this and you're going to see a display of the power of God. Come on, Christians. Come on, believers. This is the, the spirit of God that we've got working within us. Either he's real or he's not. Have you made sure that you know that he's real in your life? Goes on in verse 3, but the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. Listen to this. He says, and the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. People believe their message because it came with a demonstration of power. Oh, oh, that we would see a demonstration of the power of God when we speak to the people in our world. Oh, I feel like preaching. There's, I told you, there's a fire in my, shut up in my bones this morning. There's a fire shut up in my bones. And, and unless I preach, unless I speak this morning, unless I get this out, okay, you're in trouble. Okay, I'm releasing this, the kingdom right now. This is life. I'm speaking life. I'm, I'm speaking transformation because the Holy Spirit is in my words this morning and he's, he's activating you. There's, there's gonna, you're in a dangerous place this morning because God's going to touch you. God's going to release his anointing over your life. God's going to minister through you. He's going to create a fire in you. There's going to come an overflow out of your life just because you're here and you're right now sitting under the ministry of the Holy Spirit as he speaks his word and confirms his word. Oh, that God's people would hunger and thirst once more for the infilling of the Holy Spirit and step out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because here's the deal. I'm tired of talk. You've heard me say this a couple of weeks ago. I'm tired of the talk. I've I've had enough lectures. I've heard enough sermons where there's been no demonstration of power. Me included. I've delivered so many sermons. I don't know how many I've, I've, I've done. And, and very few of them have been with the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. I've had enough of people talking about the power of God. I want to see the power of God. I want to see a demonstration, a display of supernatural power. Is there anyone else here who wants that? Is there anybody else here who's hungry for a, a demonstration of the Spirit's power again? Like we saw in the early church. Like we read in the Bible. Surely this is truth. I'm frustrated, but it's a holy frustration. I'm dissatisfied, but it's a holy dissatisfaction. I, I'm tired of talking about seeing, say, be healed in Jesus' name and seeing nothing change. I want to say be healed in Jesus' name and instantly that person is healed. That's a demonstration of power. Here's the thing. I'm not prepared to ask of someone else what I'm unprepared for to seek myself. Okay? In other words, I've had enough of me talking about the power of God. Talk, talk, talk. 
Blah, 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 blah. Come on, you've said it yourself, only you, know, you just didn't say it out loud. Haven't you? I mean, we, if we're honest. I've heard this all before. I heard it on the sermon last week. This is me talking to myself. Let alone what you guys say. But I'm tired of the talk. See, 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this. This is confronting. See, for the kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk. But it's living by God's power. You need to turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to live by the power of God. I'm going to live by God's power. God's power is coming in and through my life today, right this instant. I am, I am open to whatever God wants to do in my life and to release the power of God. I'm, 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 I'm tired of talk. Is there anyone else here who's tired of talking? Is there anyone else here who's saying to yourself, I want what God has got for me today. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to do that. I saw the people that didn't say yes. I have a heartfelt desire and a longing for God's power to see miracles, healings, signs and wonders. And I don't believe I'm alone. I'm tired of praying for backs and seeing nothing changed. I'm tired of praying for marriages to be restored and for nothing to change. You say, well, how can you change someone who's struggling in their relationship with a marriage and stuff like that? The power of God can do anything. God can bring in a moment a revelation about something in a person's marriage and relationship. This means trusting in, relying on, and being filled with and empowered by the person of the Holy Spirit. Anyone else here want this this morning? You're starting to get this. There's more hands went up then. Excellent. Oh, my hand went up on the inside. Okay, so how do we become filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, there's two primary ways. First way is by having faith and then by asking for it. So let's talk about by having faith. We become filled with the Holy Spirit by faith. Galatians chapter 3 verse 2 says this. Let me ask you this one question. And this is Paul talking to the church in Galatia. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? In other words, were there, there hoops that you had to, to, to jump through? Was there certain criteria that you had to have this Bible theological seminary's doctorate in divinity before you were ever baptized in the Holy Spirit or filled by the Holy Spirit? And the people said, ah, no, of course not. That's what they said. And Paul says to them, you received the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In other words, being filled and receiving the person of the Holy Spirit is a work that we are able to access because of faith. It's by faith that we are saved, and it's by faith that we are able to receive the infilling of the person of the Holy Spirit. The best way to find out about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to ask someone who has already uh, is filled with the Holy Spirit. How did it happen for you? I just believed. I believed. Faith is so much more, uh, so, and so much of the kingdom of God is unlocked and released by faith. 
So much of the kingdom of God is unlocked. I'd say probably all of it is unlocked and released by faith. Being filled with the Holy Spirit starts with the faith to believe for it. How do we get faith to be filled with the Holy Spirit? It's by just speaking out loud the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the now word of the Lord. In other words, when we start to say out loud to ourselves, Luke 24 verse 49 or Acts chapter 1 verse 8, uh, those those words create faith within us. In Acts chapter 19 verses 1 to 6, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. So these guys are believers. Okay, They believe that Jesus is the Christ and that they've got salvation. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, Paul asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He goes on, he says, then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul says, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. By faith. By faith. Suddenly coming in into an understanding, hearing about Jesus, the Word, the model for us, the example, they were filled. <clears throat> Faith will come as we speak out loud those scriptures. This is the start of a life of power and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Secondly, We need to ask for it. So we'll be filled with the person of the Holy Spirit when we ask for it. Faith always leans into heaven and takes possession of what's there and manifests it here on earth. But then we need to actually activate it and say, you know what? I'm going to speak this out loud. I'm going to ask God for this. And my example out of Luke chapter 11 verses 5 to 13 says this. And this is Jesus talking. He says, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, Jesus said, though he won't do it for a friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, He will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you'll find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open to to you. You fathers, he says, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Have the faith to believe that He's available for you to be able to access and have in your life. And secondly, simply ask. And if it doesn't happen... Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, keep on asking, because God's going to come through for you. God will come through for you. He wants to release his presence into us. He wants this. We just need to have the faith and to ask. 
And I encourage you, be persistent. Because of your shameless persistence, continue to ask. If you're not seeing the power at work in your life, shamelessly persist. Father, I know that this is a gift that you've made available to me. I'm going to shamelessly persist. I'm going to keep on seeking, keep on asking, and keep on knocking. Because you want to give it to me in Jesus' name. So the next thing we need to ask ourselves is this. What happens when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? What happens when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? Wow, dude. You, you young people need the, the Holy Ghost, I've got to tell you. you. You young people need to be fired up. Can I tell you? If, if I was you young people, if I was you young people, there is not a snowball's chance in hell that I would let these people outdance me and outsing me during worship and praise. If that's not a challenge, I don't know what is. What happens when we're filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm going to talk about three things. I've got to tell you, there's oodles of stuff I could talk about this morning. But I'm just going to major on three things this morning. I'm going to do it really quick. So you need to just put your seatbelt on, put your racing hat on. It's actually called a helmet, but don't worry about that. Three things. Number one, living by the power of the Holy Spirit. Number two, speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. And number three, releasing the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what I believe that we can expect when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So number one, living by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we become empowered to live the Christian life. Okay? Let me say this. Living the Christian life is not hard. It's impossible. Think about it. I'm just going to nail the bloke straight up. He says, if you even have a lustful thought about a woman, you've already committed adultery. You're stuffed. It's impossible. Unless I've got the person of the Holy Spirit. Sanctified thinking suddenly comes into my mind. I'm going to go after the girls. Shopping. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be talking to myself, I love retail therapy, baby. <laughs> I'm a girl. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Let me go on before everyone else starts preaching. I sit down, all right? We can only do it by the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Working in us and through us. Listen to this. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 20. So be careful how you live. Paul's saying to the church in Ephesus, be careful how you live, guys. He says, don't live like fools, okay? But live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Let's face it, we live in evil days, don't we? Don't act thoughtlessly. Well, a bit late for me, but there you go. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Give thanks to God for everything uh, through the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
To live as Christ uh, wants us to live requires us to be filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. This passage then leads into actually living with the, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit in all of our relationships as a husband and wife, as parents and children, as employees and employers. It tells us how to be filled with the Holy Spirit in all of our relationships. That's a great way of living because it, it, being filled with the Holy Spirit actually gives me the power to live full of the person of the Holy Spirit. To live the Christian life. Living as the Father wants us to live requires living by His power and being filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. Who wants to live as the Father wants us to live today? I do, you know? So then we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Next is being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to speak life. I believe this is what happens when when we are filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. We start to speak life. There are times when we have this strong sense from the Father that He wants us to speak up, to go and to talk to someone and to engage them in a conversation, to encourage someone. The gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, at least three of those gifts are talking about how we can speak being filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. We give the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. We give... um, the, the gift of prophecy, okay? In Mark chapter 13, verse 11, when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time, for it's not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. It says the same in Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 to 20, okay? Let, let, let me hear this, say this, okay? You don't have to be arrested to be able to be, you know, like hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say in, into certain circumstances, Okay? He's just simply saying that's one area of life where you start to have the Holy Spirit use you to speak to the people in the world because that's what was happening in that day and that time. So whatever the, the context of you speaking into your world is, that the Holy Spirit wants to say something to the person that you're speaking with. That was a lot better than your response. So I want to give you an example this morning. Can I have Kent? <clears throat> Let's welcome Kent. Kent, you had an opportunity this week uh, in your employment to model what I'm talking about. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Tell, tell us what happened. <coughs> okay. I got um, this. Uh, yep. um, I'm sure you hold it in the right place. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there's a lad at Narraquart High School who struggles with drug addiction and all sorts of issues like that. And um, on, I think it was Thursday this week. So this is my last week there, this last week gone. Um, and I felt very strongly that I needed to speak to him. Uh, so he was, his locker happens to be outside my office, which is kind of convenient. And I saw him um, out there getting his books, getting ready for his lessons. And so I went over to him and I said, hey... I won't say his name, but I called him by his name and, and said, um, I, I want to tell you something. And I just said, um, I believe you've been hurt very deeply um, and there's healing coming for you. And, um, and I just wanted you to know that. And that was pretty much the gist of what I said. I probably said it better than what I'm saying it now, Then, But anyway, that's pretty much what I said. Then, so then there was like a few more words spoken by him and me and then I went back to my office and then 
I don't know, maybe five minutes later, he knocks on the office. Everybody else has gone to class, but he's still there, uh, which is pretty typical of him. Uh, he often doesn't make it to class. Anyway, um, so he knocked on the office door, and I opened it up and said, yeah, what's up? And he says, how did you know all that? And I said, well, go to a church, we, uh, and in church... Um, my pastor encouraged me about a week and a half ago to start prophesying over people and I felt like God had spoken to me about him. And and then he went further to say that um, uh, he asked me if it was all right to pray a prayer like this and he says if... He's, he asked me if he could pray to God to save his girlfriend. His girlfriend's... Uh, in a bad way physically. I'm not sure exactly what happened to her, but um, I think he was afraid of actually losing her, uh, as in her dying. And so he said, is it okay for me to pray that if she, if God, if you don't heal her, then then I'll top myself? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I just, I said, well, um, I think we need to pray right here, right now about this. And so I didn't, uh, and I invited him, you know, I said, would you like to pray about that now? And he said, yes. And so we did. So I just prayed for healing for his girlfriend. Um, I prayed for him too. And that was it. And yeah, it was amazing that he opened up on that level and also that he allowed me to pray for him. So That started with you having a sense that you needed to talk to him. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. I felt there have been him and quite a few other kids at school that during the whole term I felt like at one time or another I need to speak to them and stuff, yeah. Okay. And as a result of that, suddenly a kid's opened up and told you that he's thought about suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ken. Cool. Let's give him a hand. What do you say in response to that? God speaks to a man in a school because he knows that God can talk to him because he's a man filled with the Holy Spirit. He's actually open and has been challenged and is ready to step out in faith because he hears a prompting from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit has a message for a young man who's thinking about suicide. We don't know the outcome of that yet. We're, there's a boy we need to be praying for. In the holy name of Jesus, we just pray for that young man to come to life in Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. See, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to people. And unless we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're not going to have the words to speak. The Spirit of God is going to give you the right words at the right time. All you need to do is open your mouth. That's all we need to do because it's as simple as that. You don't have to come there saying, well, if he says this, I'm gonna, you just need to be, Holy Spirit, would you leave this conversation? It's as simple as that. It's not rocket science, church. It's not rocket science. Peter, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke to the whole of Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. 
Peter, again in Acts chapter 4, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he speaks to the rulers and elders of the day. We too can speak by the power of being filled with the Holy Spirit if we'll take the time to build our relationship with him so that we can recognize his voice. Are we taking the time to sit down and to recognize his voice and to listen? You don't get to recognize his voice through an app. You get to recognize his voice by spending time with him because he's a person. Next one. Filled with the Holy Spirit to release power. You see, when we see the needs of our community, not only does the Holy Spirit empower us to respond to those needs through the words that bring life, salvation, and build people up, the Holy Spirit also is the power we release to heal and transform people and situations. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Pastor Gary, there's nothing in there about releasing, like seeing healings and stuff like that. No, all you need to do is to witness. All you need to do is to speak up. Because it's God who's going to confirm and validate your message by healing people as you open up and start to talk. Oh, come on. It's, it, this, it's, it's just being a witness, telling about who Jesus is, the kingdom of God, releasing the kingdom here on earth, speaking that out. You might be talking to a person who's got a, a, a cane or a, uh, they're sitting in a wheelchair or they've got an eye patch on or they, they've got their arm in a sling. You're just talking to that person and you're talking to them about how Jesus can heal. It's Jesus that's going to heal that person. But you need to start to witness about who Jesus is. One Corinthians twelve verses nine to ten. Again, this is talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. See, the same Spirit gives a gift of faith. It gives us the gifts of healing. He gives us the gifts to to perform miracles. It's all born of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter ten verses seven and eight, it says, "Go and announce to them the kingdom of heaven is near." In other words, go and talk to them. Just go and talk to them. And as a result of that, you'll heal the sick, you'll raise the dead, you'll cure those with leprosy, you'll cast out demons, give as freely as you've received. We need the Holy Spirit. Our community needs Christians who walk filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. What's it going to take to create a hunger for us to release the Holy Spirit through us? How many people do we have to see sick, lame and dying before we start to start to look after and crave after and hunger for and thirst for the power of the Holy Spirit. How many more people, a family of ours, are we going to visit in hospital watching them die because we haven't sought after and hungered for the power of the Holy Spirit? And I know that I'm I'm stepping on toes here. It feels like I'm making people feel guilty for people that maybe have already passed. Please do not feel that. Please do not feel that. What I'm trying to do is to challenge us to say that there's more. What I'm saying is that there's more. That we've got to walk in the belief that God wants to do so much more than we're actually willing to allow him to do in our current state. We've got to create a hunger and a thirst within us for the power and and the infilling of the person of the Holy Spirit. But not everyone's going to get healed. No, but some will. You okay this morning? 
I am not trying to condemn people. I'm simply saying we've got to create a hunger within us. Father, I pray against the spirit of condemnation coming against and trying to attack people with that. And I ask you, Father, that we would be replaced with a passion to never see those things happen again. If people are walking in that, in that realm right now, I pray that we would so press into you that we would do whatever it takes. And I know that people have done whatever it takes. And, and sometimes people just die. And I, I, I pray, Father, that people would, would be released from any condemnation in that area in Jesus' name today. We need to live the Christian life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to actually speak life over people and to people. We need the the desire to release the power of God just like the Bible says, just like Jesus did, just like the early church did. We need to be filled with with the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The church needs to, again, rise up with people full of a desire and a hunger for being filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. We need to, by faith, believe for it. We need to hunger for it. We need to thirst for it. We need to seek after Him. We need to ask after Him. And we need to knock on every door and keep knocking until we see a breakthrough. I'm no longer happy to just lay my hands on the sick and just walk away. Start to inquire about it. We never ask people, are you healed now? Because we, quite often the answer is, well, I don't feel any different. We need to start asking, how do you feel? Is there anything different? What do you feel God's doing right now? What do you feel God's saying to you right now? And partner together with that. If they're feeling a warmth or they're feeling something happening, in them, Lord, I bless what you're doing already. You don't need to conjure up another prayer. Just say, God, I'm blessed what you're doing right now. And continue to release the healing. Continue to, to release the, 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 the heaven's realm here on earth. If nothing's changing, Father, I just pray again. I pray again. I pray again. I pray again. And there comes a point where nothing's going, it appears that nothing's changed. Well, I'm just going to continue to, to pray for you coming this week or coming up today and tomorrow. I want you to, let's, let's believe together God's going to heal you. Let's believe together that God's going to ch- touch your life. Let's believe together God's going to change your situation. And can, can you, can, continue to pray for people in that area, in that realm. Is that okay? You ready to, uh, to pray a corporate prayer? Are well, you really ready? Let's stand. I have the team back on stage, Tar. Okay. I'm going to read out a prayer and... This is something that I'm asking us to pray out together. Let me, let me read you the prayer first so that you know what you're agreeing to. I think that's fair. Okay? You all right for that? Okay. It simply starts this. I want to know you more, Holy Spirit. Help me to grow in my relationship with you each and every day. You are always with me. You are God right here on the earth. You are the promised one sent from heaven to reveal Jesus and lead me into all truth. I ask you to take me deeper in the knowledge of your ways and how you operate. I know there is so much more of you to know, experience, and release. And today I ask that to know you, experience you, and release your power and presence more and more in my life. In Jesus' name. That's what we're going to pray together. 
Okay? I've said those words out loud so that you can now start to attach faith to those words. Okay? We're going to, I'm going to say this out, out loud, but I'm going to mean it in my heart. It's like salvation, you know? You, you speak it out loud. You confess it with your mouth, but you believe in your heart. This morning, if you want to pray this prayer, if you don't, that's fine. Just, just it's okay. But if you want this, then I'm asking you to pray this out, out loud and to believe it with every fiber of your being. You ready to do that? Okay. I want to know you more, Holy Spirit. Help me to grow in my relationship with you each and every day. You are always with me. You are God right here on the earth. You are the promised one sent from heaven to reveal Jesus and lead me into all truth. I ask you to take me deeper in the knowledge of your ways and how you operate. I know there is so much more of you to know, to experience and release. And today I ask to know you, experience you, and release your power and presence more and more in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people this morning. I pray that we would hunger and thirst after the person of the Holy Spirit to be filled up and overflowed with his presence in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.